Good morning, everyone. It is Friday, April the 26th, 2019. It is currently 8.20 a.m. Central Time. Now, for those using the VBC66 app, you're probably noticing that I'm trying something different. I've come up with an idea. I have implemented the idea, and I'm hoping people are benefiting from it. I have decided to break each day into four parts, morning, afternoon, evening, and night. And each section of the day, morning, afternoon, evening, and night, I'm sending out a notification to everyone using the VBC66 app. And with that notification, I am pointing people to a sermon for that time of the day, a morning sermon, an afternoon sermon, an evening sermon, a late night sermon. And the reason I'm doing this is because I believe as Christians, it is essential that we use different times of the day to partake of some spiritual nourishment, some spiritual food. So I send out a morning sermon. I'll send out an afternoon sermon. Now, sometimes there'll be, these will be a full sermon. Sometimes these will be something from a radio broadcast. Sometimes it may be a devotional thought. It could be anything, but it will always be some spiritual nourishment. It's, it's my attempt to say, okay, it's morning time. Take some time to consider the Word of God. Okay, it's, it's the middle of the day. It's afternoon. Take some time listen. Hey, it's evening time. All right, now that a lot of the busyness of the day is over, let's take, take some time once again to turn our attention to the Word of God. And now, right before you go to bed, let's take some more time so that we go to bed with the thoughts of God on our mind. And then in the morning when you wake up, there'll be a sermon ready for you to start your day. Trying my best to say, hey, let's focus on the Word of God throughout the day. And I'm calling this new idea four times a day. Now, if you'll listen to my message called Four Times a Day, I explain kind of where the idea came from. It came from a passage in Deuteronomy, uh, so you should go listen to that, and you should consider where the idea came from. And, and I hope, not just consider the idea, not just to be informed about the idea, I hope you will participate. So if you're using the VBC66 app, Please join us. Now, I know there's going to be days you're not going to be able to listen to the morning, to the afternoon, to the evening. But this is what I want to, what I want to accomplish. No matter what time of day it is, you'll know where to turn on the VBC 66 app to find spiritual nourishment. You will have not only for yourself, but you can share the spiritual nourishment with others. You can say, hey, you should get the VBC 66 app because if you need spiritual food, morning, afternoon, evening, or night, the VBC 66 app will provide it. I, I really hope this idea catches on. I believe that we are living in a culture that is slipping deeper and deeper into darkness, that the culture is becoming more and more hostile to Christianity, and we need the people of God more focused, more committed to the Word of God than ever before. So please, if, if you hear this recording, wherever it may be posted, please take a few minutes, go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, do a search for VBC 66. VBC 66, VBC stands for Victory Baptist Church, 66 stands for the number of books in the Bible. VBC 66, download the app. 
Most of these sermons will be found in the Sermon and Bible Study Notes section. Sometimes they may show up in a different section, but all you have to do is keep your notifications on. I'll send you out a notification telling you the sermon has been added and where the sermon can be found. So please get the app, VBC66, in the Apple or Google Play Store. It's all you have to do is search for VBC66. Get the app. Use it. And here's something very important. If you realize the value in this, share it with someone. Someone out there and say, hey, here's some spiritual food. And, and it's coming from so many different sources that even if they hate me, if they despise me, if they think I'm the worst human being on the face of the planet, there's still plenty of content that they can avoid me. I just want the app to be useful. I really, really do. All right. Now, why have I hit record this morning? Well, I've listened to the morning sermon. Um, it's, it's a pretty powerful one. You may want to go listen to it. Um, if you do have the VBC 66 app, I would point you. In fact, let me open the VBC 66 app right now as I am talking. Uh, someone um, who listened to it just contacted me and said, thank you for it. They thought it was really good and a good way to start the day. So that's always, that's always good news. It means people are out there uh, you know, listening, and I hope it sparks some conversations. Uh, but the, the sermon for this morning is called Making Peace with Your Past. If you don't make peace with your past, it will keep showing up in your present. Now, that's not a quote from the sermon, but that is a quote from the artwork I used for the sermon. But you can find that in the Sermon and Bible Study Notes section. The sermon's about 31 minutes long comes to us from Moody Church in Chicago. So um, definitely uh, make use of that. But the reason I have hit record this morning is because after the sermon, I started thinking kind of about what's going on in our culture uh, this weekend. And there's a lot happening. Last night at 11 p.m. Central Time, uh, Taylor Swift, dropped a new song. I think the new song is called Me. It's about individuality, but it's Taylor Swift. So that's gonna, that song's going to be talked about. It's going to be played 875 billion times. She also released a video to the song that's going to be watched 875 billion times. And a lot of people are going to be talking about that. Others, others, obviously, in fact, um, if, you, if you try to buy a ticket, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you try to buy a ticket to your local movie theater for the Avengers Endgame, good luck. I looked this morning, um, and pretty much every showing, and, and, and literally the, the theaters have added hundreds of showings. I mean, the local theater here started at like 9 o'clock this morning, and, pretty, and every showing is sold out. Every so showing of Avengers Endgame is sold out. So the culture is really consumed about this movie, Avengers Endgame. And there's nothing wrong with a little, with entertainment. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with entertainment. But there's always so much. There is music, like Taylor Swift's new song. There's a movie, Avengers Endgame, that the whole world is going to be talking about. This is what's going to con consume people's attention and focus this morning. And then if we turn to the world of sports, we've got the, the hockey playoffs going on. We've got the NBA playoffs going on. It's baseball season. I mean, there is plenty going on right there that will capture millions and millions of people's attention. We got movies. We got music. 
Netflix probably, probably released a new movie tonight or, or last night at midnight. I haven't even looked yet. There'll be people probably talking about that. Maybe a new TV series. There's always so much going on that can pull us in a million different directions. And it's hard how to maintain our focus. So this morning, I opened my Bible and I found myself looking at a very familiar passage of Scripture. John chapter 21. John chapter 21, verses 15 through 17. John chapter 21, verses 15 through 17. When they had finished breakfast, now that's uh, from the uh, translation that I am reading here when they had finished breakfast. Let me look really quick. I have to uh, pick up a Bible here. Give me a second. I'm looking, I'm reading from an electronic uh, copy of the Bible, but let me go to the old fashioned kind, you know, as paper, you know. <laughs> John chapter 21, verse 15. Uh, the King James says, so when they had dined, when they had dined, uh, the, uh, the, the electronic version I'm reading says when they had finished breakfast, because I was reading the electronic version and it says when they had finished breakfast, it made, immediately made me think of a morning devotional thought, okay, when they had finished breakfast. But it doesn't matter what, when the time, I mean, we'd have to go through the context and try to figure out the time of day. So whether it's breakfast, whether it's not, really becomes irrelevant because it doesn't matter what time of day it is there still would have some power here. But when they had finished breakfast, or when they had dined, they have finished their meal, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Now let me stop right there. I know, I know that pastors all over the world Always jump to this passage and say, well, Jesus says, Simon, um, Jesus says to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you agape me more than these? And then Peter responds, he said to me, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. That there's two Greek words. Jesus is using the word agape, and they'll say that's the highest form of love. That's God's love. And Peter says phileo, more like a brotherly kind of love. That Peter won't agree that he agapes him, that he only phileos him. And they and they go back and forth, and they and they they draw they draw this big, you know, sermon out of the differences in the Greek words. However, if you do a little research, many Greek scholars almost laugh at this idea. They say it's kind of foolish and that, that we should not draw some major distinction between the use of agape and phileo here and that they, they think it's a bad idea. I could read articles, I could read articles to you from different uh, Greek scholars, pretty much saying that this is the invention of pastors wanting something to preach and trying to make this something, you know, more going on here. And that in this passage, there's a lot of, of uh, basically pairs of terms that are kind of used uh, interchangeably, in, interchangeably, and we should not make a, a big deal out of this. I know you've probably been taught that there's a big issue here. I just want to say that 
I don't want to get into the whole thing, read from different Greek scholars, try to take this apart, because then it turns into kind of a, an academic look. I want to look at this from a devotional perspective, but I at least have to get that out of the way, because there'll be someone who hears this going, he didn't even draw the distinction between agape and phileo. I know that there's two different Greek words, but I also know that many Greek scholars think that it's foolish when pastors make a big deal out of that and that we're really getting distracted from the actual meaning of the passage. So let's take a step back. Now, if you are using the VBC 66 app, you know yesterday, I believe yesterday morning, I sent out the morning sermon about, the, about Peter's you know, fall into sin, his denial of Jesus. And we all know that he denied Jesus three times. And here, Jesus has died, been buried, he's risen from the dead, and now he comes to Peter, and they've had a meal, and now Jesus is going to begin the process of restoring Peter. So the purpose of this encounter is to restore Peter. Hey, I know you have failed. I know you have denied me, right? But Jesus doesn't get into a whole thing going, okay, Peter, I need you to stand up and tell us every horrible detail of your sin. I need you to tell us exactly what happened. I need you to tell us every word that was said. I need you to tell us where we were, who you were talking to. No, he doesn't want Peter to recount every detail of his wrong. What he wants to confront Jesus what he wants to confront Peter on is a very simple question, and that is this. Simon, do you love me? Now, it is interesting, at least in, I think in, I think in all the versions, that this one says, do you love me more than these? Um, yes, I think all of them, all the translations do this. The King James says, when thou hadst dying, Jesus said to Simon, Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Now, I think that's interesting because if you remember, Peter had kind of made a boast that, hey, others may deny you, but not me. You know, Peter's almost was, was almost exalted himself that everyone else may fail you, everyone else may let you down, but not me. I love you the most. And now Jesus, it almost is kind of going after that. Hey, do you love me more than these? Jesus is, yes, trying to confront him, trying to ensure that Peter is broken, that Peter understand that is that he is broken and that he is humbled by his failure. But he doesn't leave him in a broken and failure uh, failed state. He says, do you love me more than these? We know what Peter says. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said, feed my lambs. You have failed, but if you love me, let's restore you back to usefulness. Let's get you back to feeding my lambs. I love the concept of restoration. Obviously, I love the concept of restoration. I may not have loved the concept of restoration until I myself found myself in a big mess. Then the idea of restoration took on a whole new life. It's funny. Um, when you don't need something, you may not appreciate it until you need it. Okay? And, well, I needed the idea of restoration. I love the idea of restoration. So that's the basic story. But what I want to do is take a step back from all of that and just say this morning, this afternoon, this evening, late at night, no matter what time of day you may hear this, no matter where you may be, 
no matter what you have done, no matter if you have fallen, if you haven't fallen, if it was a private sin, a public sin, no matter your situation, no matter what's going on in your life, just these very, very simple question, Jesus asked it to Peter and I ask it to you. Do you love Jesus? Do you love Christ? Do you really love him? Do you really love him? Now, I know that that's a hard question to answer honestly because everything inside of us wants to give the church answer. Yes, I love Jesus. Yes, I do. Of course I love Jesus. I love Jesus because he first loved me. You can quote the scriptures. You can say the right words. You can get the A on the test, but do you really love him? And this hit close to home to me because, you know, there's so much going on in the world. And, and there's going to be people who are going to come out of seeing the Avengers Endgame and they're going to be saying, I loved that movie. And there's people today going, I love that new Taylor Swift song. And there's going to be people today and this weekend, their basketball team is going to win. Their hockey team is going to They're going to be like, I love that game. I love that team. And there's going to be people to, to this weekend who go out to eat with some friends and they're going to be like, I loved that food. I love hanging out with my friends. There may be today people people, you know, who go walking in the woods and say, oh, I love nature. Or I love, are they going to go on a date and go, oh, I love that girl. Or I love that guy. There's so many things that says, love us, love this. But what really matters is the question Jesus asked to Peter, do you love me, Peter? Do you love me more than these? Do you love me? And if there is some big difference between agape and phileo, the issue is we all we can do is love Jesus as much as we can possibly love him in our fallen human state. Our, our love is never going to be perfect. Our love is never going to be complete because we're fallen human beings. But we have to question ourselves, do I really love him? There's so much around us that's screaming, hey, look over here, look over here. And I know that and you know that. But do you love him today? Do you? And if you love him, well, then he wants you to, you know, what you, you, the whole purpose of a Christian for coming to church is to be equipped for the work of ministry. If you love him, then are, what are you doing for him? What are you doing? What work are you doing for his kingdom? What are you doing for him? You got people around you who need to be fed the word of God. You got people around you who need to hear the word of God. You got people around you that you need to minister to, that you need to try to try to talk to, that you need to try to love, that you need to try to serve. It's one thing to say, I love you, Lord. It's another thing for him to say, okay, if you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, then then do, do the works of God today. Well, it's still today because the night cometh when no man can work. There's things you need to do now. You need to be pursuing the things of God. You need to be working in the kingdom of God. But it's just a, a good question to start your day with. Do you love Christ? It's a good question to end your day with. It's, I start my day, I should start my day with this question. Do I love Christ? In the, at lunchtime, I should ask myself, have I been loving Christ today? In the evening time, I can sit back and go, 
man, did I truly love Christ today? And then I can end the night by saying, Lord, I did not necessarily love you today the way I should have. And you know I fell short here and I fell short here. But you know what, Lord? I love you for your mercy and I love you for your forgiveness. And I love you that you continue to restore me. And as I go to sleep, I I do love you. Help me love you more. And then when I wake up in the morning, I start with the question again, do I love the Lord? It's a, it's a powerful scene of restoration. Again, go back and listen to the sermon yesterday of Peter's failure. I'm just glad that Jesus doesn't leave us broken and leave us in our failure, but he, he, he brings us up out of the failure. And he doesn't say, hey, tell me everything you did. Let's recount and let's shame you and let's destroy you. No, he simply says, do you love me, Peter? Do you love me? And we can love Christ in spite of our failure, but we should not remain in our failure. We should not remain continuing to walk away from, but we must continue to strive to love him. I'll stop right there. I'll read it again. I'll read the whole section. John chapter 21, 15 through 17. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, Do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. He denied Jesus three times. He was asked if he loved me three times. He restores him. Do we love Christ? A thought to begin your weekend. A thought to keep you focused. A thought to keep you directed. A thought for you to meditate on. Remember, we're in the middle of this idea of four times a day. I pray that four times a day, the VBC 66 app will provide spiritual food to you as well as all the other things I will be trying to provide to you on the app. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. You can always contact me using the feedback tab on the VBC 66 app. You can always contact me that way. You can email me at newsif at yahoo.com. Most importantly, I just hope that you stay focused on the Word of God and that we work together to continue to grow and that we can be feeding. I'm going to do everything I can to feed the sheep to the best of my ability. And hopefully we can encourage each other to ask ourselves, do we really love Christ? That's the question of the day. God bless. Thank you.